Kim, if you'll come up, I'm going I'm to give it over to Kim. This is our friend, our missionary, and awesome speaker here, Kim Elvir. Did I say it right? Elvir. All right. Thank you so much. I'll give it to you. We took too much of your time. It is so good to be here. What a wonderful time of worship this morning. I just loved it. That was a great time. And it's just great to be with you guys. And I want to thank Pastor Justin, Tracy. Thank you for having me. Thank you for letting me be here. I know some of you because you visited us in Honduras. And other ones of you, I've seen your pictures. Um, I've seen you working at the yard sale, which we are so grateful for. Thank you so much. Um, it just really touches my heart to know that there is a church in Mobile, Alabama that believes in what we're doing and that you guys would do all of that. And I want you to know how grateful and how thankful we are. It touches our hearts and it's, it's real. It's touching kids. And so before I get into what I believe God put on my heart for you guys this morning, I just wanted to introduce myself. Some of you know me, some of you don't. But my name is Kim, and my parents are actually here this morning. You can tell that's my mom because we look just like alike. <laughs> so I want to thank them for, for being here, and they're my biggest fans, uh, for real. Like if you check, you know, when Facebook sometimes will tell you who's liked your pictures the most, it's always my dad. <laughs> so I do know that's a, for real. But I just wanted to share a little bit about myself. I grew up in church, uh, like some of you kids that are in here today, you know, feeling like, geez, mom and dad, can I ever not go to church? But we were there every time the doors were open. And I just remember some services and, and different things that God did. But there was one service in particular that they were, we were having just kind of a prayer time at the altar. And we were supposed to be praying, you know, God, your will, not mine. And I remember that specific day just really praying, God, I don't want to live my life for myself. I want to live it for you. And I remember God specifically just calling me to be a missionary that day. And that's not some big thing. That just means God just quietly spoke to my heart, you're called to be a missionary. So took that, went to Bible school, moved down to Honduras. I was there for three months. I had a three-month commitment. I was going to serve in a church and just help God do whatever he wanted me to do, and that turned into 17 years. So I've been there <laughs> for 17 years. I moved there in 2001, just a young single lady, just wanting to serve Jesus, and I met my husband there. He's Honduran. We have two beautiful kids, Megan, who's nine, and Jeremy, who's 12. So pray for us. We're about to enter the teenage years. <laughs> Any experienced parents, please, we, we covet those prayers. And Today, what I believe God's put on my heart for you guys is just to talk a little bit about what we do, but take it a little bit further. And so I want to share just a little bit about what we do. We have a ministry called the Dream Center, Grace Dream Center. And I love that you guys are Pure Grace Church. I feel that really connects. But it's Grace Dream Center. And what it's about in our city, every single intersection, if you've ever been there, you know that I'm telling you the truth. Every intersection, especially on the big streets, like imagine Airport Boulevard, okay? At every stop sign, every stoplight, there's street kids, and what they do, they'll juggle limes that they pull off a tree, or they might do some other type of, like, wash your windshield or whatever, just be begging for food and for money. And so, after years of driving by that, and you get used to things that you see every day, you do. And just one day, God just began to speak to me and my husband, this isn't okay. You can't just keep on seeing this and letting it be okay. You know, we already have a church. We're already doing 
tons of ministry, but God began to put in our hearts, you can't just let these kids be there. They're hungry. They don't have shoes on their feet. They're juggling limes for money. These kids should be in school, and they should be eating when, you know, mom and dad serve them some food. And so out of that desire, we just started uh, with my brother-in-law and a few other people. We started cooking big pots of food, loading them up in the back of the car, and we'd stop at a median and just, you know, you got food and you got hungry kids, boom, you got a crowd. (laughs) Not hard. And so we just started doing what we call a sidewalk Sunday school. And so the kids would come around, we'd give them their food, they'd gobble it up in about a minute, and we would have these little plastic chairs and we'd set up in the middle of a median in a busy road. And we started teaching them about Jesus. And we just began to talk about Jesus. We'd even have a coloring page, you guys. It was full Sunday school. they get their coloring page and about the lesson that we learned that day, and then they go back to begging on the street. And that's where we were. And after a few months, almost a whole year, then God began to just put in our hearts that there was a new season where we needed to get a place that they could go. And that the season of the median ministry was over, and we needed to get into a house. And so we just began to pray about it. Through a long series of events, God opened up a neighborhood and miraculously gave us a house, and that started the Grace Dream Center. And so these kids that are normally on the streets are now coming to the Dream Center. We give them tutoring. We help them get leveled in school so they can get back in school and graduate and not drop out in the second grade, okay? Amen. Get them back in school. We give them a hot meal every single day so that they're eating. And you know what? They're starting to dream again, and that's what it's all about. When we first started this, you guys, we would ask them questions like, what do you want to be when you grow up? What is God calling you to do? And most of the kids would say things like, be a maid, I guess. I don't know, be a security guard? Because that's all that they knew. That's all they've seen with their own eyes. And now that they've been in our program, we will, you'll ask kids and they'll say, I want to be a doctor. I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a politician. And I'm like, you bet you are. And you're going to help change this nation. And you know what? That's what God's doing. And so all of that is just kind of a little bit of a taste. I'm going to give you some more stories. Don't worry. Who likes a good missionary story? <laughs> But God really put a word on my heart for you guys this morning. And it's very simple, but he really did. And I was just going to come and share good old missionary stories with you and share some testimonies. But God began to whisper this word um, starting last week on my heart, and I want to share it with you. And this is what he told me. He said, you have not because you ask not. And we know that's a verse in James 4 too. You know, you have not because you ask not. And I think that sometimes, especially those of us that have been in the Bible Belt and we know God, um, we don't ask him for things, okay? And those things could be anything. It could be for the salvation of a loved one that we have been praying for forever and we just get tired of praying and like, well, there's just no hope for that person. They're just never going to change, okay? But the Bible says you have not because you ask not. And the Holy Spirit just began to like, change the order of those words around in my heart. And he said, so if you have not, what's the reason? It's because you haven't asked. And I thought, how many areas of our life do we not have something that we need? And there's no other reason why. It's because we haven't asked. And so I just want to share just a small little word about this. And, um, you know, some of the reasons we might not have asked God is maybe that, I don't know, maybe we've tried it before and According to us, it didn't work. 
You know, maybe we tried it for a while. Maybe we asked God for something, and we didn't see the manifestation of that. Maybe that happened to us. I don't know if that has ever happened to you guys. I have people in my life that I've been praying for for 20 years, and you know what? I don't see it yet. That doesn't mean it's not coming. Amen? Maybe, maybe we don't believe that God would do it for us. And I know if you've been at Pure Grace Church, you know that God will do it for you, that he loves you. It's not a competition about who does all the right things. But you know what? If you've grown up in a different way, maybe you don't even believe that God would do it for you. Well, why would God do that for me? He does that for other people, but I don't know if he'd do that for me. Or maybe we think that God, it's just too big for God. You know, he's got other things to do. Or maybe, and this is the one that I think a lot of us fall in, maybe we've just gotten so used to the way things are, we didn't even think about asking God for it. And that was the case for us, driving every single day down the same street, seeing the same kids, and they're begging, and you know, you just get used to it. And then God began to say, well, ask me to do something. Ask me, because when you ask me, that releases power, and I will do it. And we were just so used to just seeing things. What things are you used to in your life that you're just okay with because it's always been that way, but maybe God wants to do something different? Maybe you've just been okay, and you're just used to it, or maybe even you're comfortable with the way that it is, you know, and a change would be like a lot. And this is what God really put on my heart for you guys today. So I want to encourage you as I'm speaking to just open your heart and say, God, is there something that I'm comfortable with? Is there something that I used to ask you for, but I just got tired of it and I gave up? Is there a dream that you put in my heart a long time ago and I never saw it happen and I'm like, well, that's not God. Have we ever heard of Joseph? (laughs) God gave him a dream and man, he went through a whole lot of stuff before the dream became a reality. You know, he had to go through the pit. He had to go through the jail. And finally, one day, he did see that dream. And I don't know who of you has a dream and you haven't seen it. And you're like, God, where are you? Well, he's there. And he is going to do an amazing work in you if you won't give up and you continue to ask him, okay? And so I just want to ask you today, what, what thing in your life do you have or what area in your life do you say, I don't have? You know, what area are you lacking in? And this could be absolutely everything, okay? Don't think in one thing. This could be in your finances. This could be maybe somebody single here and is like, I don't have a husband. (laughs) That's what I don't have. Or I don't have a wife. And you know what? God cares about that. He cares about every little detail of your life. Or maybe you're like, man, it's a little more simple for me. I don't have rent money, (laughs) okay? That's where I am. I'm just right there, okay? Or maybe I don't have enough for the light bill. Or maybe I don't have peace, Maybe I understand Jesus, but I don't live in that peace that I hear everybody talk about. That's not reality for me. Or maybe it's not about you. Maybe it's somebody that you work with. Maybe you look at them and you're like, they don't have peace. Maybe we need to stop thinking just about ourselves and think about others. Maybe there's people that we pass every day just like we were passing. The beautiful street kids, and we were, I would give them a quarter, I would talk to them, I'd hug them, I'd give them my drink but we weren't doing anything about it, you know? And so what area in your life do you not have? And I really believe the Holy Spirit's asking you, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to ask me? Are you going to believe me for the next step for something big? Sometimes when we don't have, and this is just something God put on my heart for you guys, sometimes when we don't have, what we do is we complain. That's the easiest thing to do. That's what we all do. Come on, stop acting like you don't complain. I complain too, (laughs) 
Just like the Israelites. You guys remember the Israelites? They're begging God, free us, free us from the Egyptians. And the moment they get freed, what do they start doing? (sighs) It's not like it used to be. You guys were slaves. (laughs) But don't we do that? We get saved and Jesus heals us and we're like, well, I miss the good old days. What? Those weren't good old days. Are you crazy? Those were the bad old days. (laughs) Those weren't the good ones. But we start to fuss and complain. And you know what else we do? We start to look at other people, especially in today's world with Facebook and Instagram, and we start to judge, well, they have that and I don't have that. You have no idea (laughs) because they're only showing you the good part. (laughs) They're not showing you what happened before that picture. (laughs) They're not showing you the whole thing. Okay, so sometimes instead of asking God, we revert to complaining, okay? Sometimes instead of asking God, we get jealous, and we just sit with the jealousy. I've done it before as a missionary. Man, that is so easy to see what somebody else in another country is doing for God and be like, well, I want one of those. I want that ministry. I want what God's doing there. And then God says, no, 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 no. This is what I've called you to do. This is what yours looks like. Stop comparing to what theirs looks like. This is what I have for you. But, man, it's so easy. Have you ever not had something, and the first thing you do is, but they have it. Do we ever do that? And that's never God's will for us because we're all different and he's created us for different things. Sometimes when we don't have, we try to make it happen in our own strength. Man, do we try to do that? Just like Abraham, God gave him an amazing promise. You're going to be the father of many nations. Come and look at the sand. You're going to have that many descendants. Look at the stars. You're going to have that many descendants. And then Abraham's like, well, this is taking a while. <laughs> have you ever been there with God? He's given you a promise, and you're like, well, you could hurry it up, God, because it's not happening on my time clock. And so Abraham's like, well, if God's not going to make it happen, I know it's his will because he told me I'm just going to help God. Do, do we ever try to help God? You know how we help God today? It's called Visa, MasterCard. <laughs> That's how we try to help God. You know, we try to do things. We try to organize and orchestrate things and do this instead of just trusting in him and trusting in his perfect timing to make it all work out. But we try to do Abraham, and we know the story, okay? So Abraham's supposed to be a father. is supposed to be Sarah and his child, and he's like, well, if God's not going to move, then I'm just going to go be with my servant, and we'll have a child that way. Well, that was never God's plan. And sadly, we are suffering from that bad decision today still, aren't we? (laughs) Number four, sometimes when we don't have, we get mad. Have you ever gotten mad at God? It's not a good place to be. But if we're honest, we have. And, you know, that makes me think of Jonah. Remember Jonah? He didn't want to obey God. God said, go tell the people in Nineveh about me. And he's like, I don't want to do that. And so he left. God gave him grace. A big fish swallowed him up. He got a second chance. Hello, second chance. (laughs) Then he goes and preaches the gospel, and God gave them a second chance, and he didn't like it. He's like, you should have burned them all up like you said you were going to do. And he's like, is this familiar? I just gave you a second chance. And now when I'm giving them one, you get mad about it. And see, sometimes we get mad at the way God's answering our prayers, but we need to trust him and trust what he's doing in our life, trust his ways, you know? The truth is, the way that God's lined it up is we have to ask him. The Bible tells us that he knows what we have before we ask, but it never says he knows and he'll just do it. There is a part of Christianity where we have to ask. 
There is a part of being saved where we have to say, I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. I believe in my heart. But there is that moment of asking. And that's where I want to get to today. I just I have a few scriptures. How many of you love the Word of God? Do you love the Word? I love the Word. And so if you have your Bible with you, I've got my modern Bible with me, <laughs> but it's there. If you have your Bible, I'm going to just look at a few and just to encourage us today about asking. And what I want to do, maybe because I'm big on dreams right now because of all God's doing at the Dream Center, I want to encourage you to dream again. I want to encourage you to go dig up some dreams that God gave you and you've just been like, well, it's just not going to happen. And you've gotten comfortable and you've let it go and you say, well, that's just, that's not going to happen. God's not going to do that. And God's saying today, yes, I am. And I gave you a promise, dust that thing off, believe me and keep on asking. Amen? Matthew 7, 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened unto you. This is the word of God. This is Jesus himself telling you a message. Sometimes we want it in lights. Well, it's in lights. I'm telling you right now. Jesus himself is telling you, for everyone that asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened unto him. Amen. John 14, 13. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. John 16, 24. Until now you've asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, and your joy will be full. Matthew 21, 22. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. 1 John 5, 14. And this is the confidence that we have approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we will have whatever we've asked of him. We have to ask. And I think the problem is, so many, we talked about this, but the problem is we just get so accustomed to living life every day. And we forget about those dreams and about that passion and about that person and about the people. I mean, we see the same people every day. Do you go to the same grocery store? You see the same people every day. And where's that passion for those people? And when do we stop kneeling down every night and saying, God, I pray for that person, that you will give them a way to, to receive you? And, and what about that situation where you don't have complete freedom in your life? Well, ask God because he wants to. I love what you were saying. We don't have to bang the door down because he's got it. He's there. But we do have to ask. We do have to ask. You know, I teach my kids all the time, you better ask. <laughs> Mama's stuff is there for you, but don't you touch it without asking. Okay? And I think that's any good parent. Anything I have is yours, kid, but ask me. Okay? And God likes that way. He likes us to ask him. Okay? Now, what do we ask for? What do we ask for? Let's look at another scripture this morning, Psalms 37, 4. It's one of my favorite scriptures because it's such a wonderful promise. It says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And I think that's just so beautiful because sometimes we come in, and if we read more of James, the verse that I started with, you know, you have not because you ask not, 
It tells us why we don't have. Well, we ask for things that are just to consume on our own pleasures. It's because we're jealous. Well, they have that, so I want it, and I'm just going to ask for it. That's not what God's talking about, okay? He's talking about the things that are part of his heart. What does his heart long for? I'll tell you right now, it's pretty easy. People. That's who he cares about, people. And the more time we spend with him, the more our heart will be like him, and our prayers will start to look different because that's how you can know. If you're close to Jesus and you're spending time with him, your prayers are going to be about other people. They are. And if you're not, then your prayers are going to be about yourself and about your own jealousies. And I can say it because I've been there, you know? How easy is it to ask because we see somebody else with something instead of saying, God, what do you want me to do? You know, what do you want me to do about this issue? Open my eyes to see things like you see them, to, for my heart to break about the things that break your heart. But we can get so used to life, you know, especially those of us that are busy. How many of you, you're like, could you just add an hour to the day, God? Does anybody ever feel like that? And your life is so busy, and you're the kids here and the kids there and this job and that job. And I know some of you work multiple jobs, and life can just be so busy. But you know what? If God is number one, if we're seeking him, if we're doing what that scripture says, if we're delighting ourselves in him, then he will give us the desires of our hearts because our hearts are going to start to want the things that he wants. And that is powerful. And I'll tell you, if you start praying prayers like that, you're going to start to see God move in your life. When you start praying prayers like, God, break my heart for the things that break yours. God, open my eyes to see the things that you want me to see, to see the one that's forgotten by society, to see the people that others don't see, to see the uh, ones that others are like, no, not you. If we can see those people, if we can see those, trust me, God's going to do something amazing. There's another scripture that I wanted to share with you, Jeremiah 33.3. says, call unto me, and I will answer you. And I will tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. That's a great scripture to look at different versions because it says, ask me, and I'll show you. It it says in another version, ask me, and I'll show you things about the future that you don't know. And so for some of you young kids, let me just talk to you for a second. I remember being exactly where you were and like, God, what am I supposed to do with my life? Ask him, and he'll tell you. You know, he will show you the future. He'll show you the path that he wants you to walk on. Those of you that already have a path, you know what? Life is not over. It is going on, and as long as there's breath in your lungs and you have a plan and a purpose that God wants you to do, and you know, I am, it is so awesome that you guys are part of what we're doing in Honduras, but that's not enough. And you know, it would be so much easier for me to be like, yes, that's all you need to do. <laughs> Just help us. But God put something in my heart, and he's like, this church is to touch this city. And you know what? It doesn't, it might not look like you think it's going to look, but if each person starts praying prayers like that, if each person starts saying, God, show us what, what we need to see. You know, is it people at the hospital? Is it people at this place? Is it people over here? What sector of society are we not seeing that need to be seen? And who do we need to touch? And what is it that we don't have that we've just not asked you for? What is it that we've dreamed of? Do you have a dream? Have you ever seen like a vision of something and you know it's God showing you something? But you just, "Ah, that's impossible. Of course it's impossible. That's why you need God. (laughs) Amen? Nothing he calls us to is possible. 
I mean, nothing. Sometimes when I think about the dreams that he's put in our heart, I'm like, man, that is absolutely mind-boggling. Never in a million years could we get enough to do that or, or have enough staff to make that happen. Or, and God's like, let me handle it, okay? Let me do that. I will do it. And that's what our prayer life, that's what our faith is for, to start believing God for these big things for other people. Amen. There are a lot of people in Mobile, Alabama that don't know Jesus. They know about him all right, but they don't know him. They think he's mad at them. They think he's ready to hit them on the head. <laughs> Amen. But they don't know Jesus. And what about a message that you guys have that you could take out and share with those people? Let's ask him for big things. Amen. I remember this one time I was praying like that. I was saying, God, I heard somebody say it, and you know, I was just copying their prayer. <laughs> but God answers those too. <laughs> I heard somebody, and it sounded like really spiritual, so I'm like, okay, I'll do that one too. But somebody prayed, um, lead me to the person that's closest to eternity. And I'm like, okay, God, lead me to the person that's closest to eternity. And you know what? Later on that day, I was at the mall in Honduras. We have malls there. Um, <laughs> might be surprised. There's a mall. And I walked in, and I just heard the Holy Spirit very quietly. I'm not talking about an audible voice, just a still, small voice in my spirit. He said, go tell that guy about Jesus. I'm like, that's not God. I'm here shopping, okay? I have things to do. I have things to get done, you know? Don't we do that? It's like we, we compartmentalize God, like this is church God, and then this is like the rest of my life, okay? But no, he wants to be all mixed in in every part, everything that you do, everywhere that you are. So I'm just on my shopping trip, and God says, go talk to that guy. Well, I walked by, and I'm like, I don't have time for that. God, you should have told me, like, when we're out evangelizing, that day would have been a great day to do that, you know? But now I've got things to do. I've got to get home and cook my kids dinner. I've got, you know, I've got things to do. Anybody else? Okay, real life. And I walked by, and I mean, I'm, I'm all the way down in the mall, and the Holy Spirit is like, you prayed that. Do you want it or not? I'm like, Okay, so I turn around, I go to this guy, he's selling churros, do you guys know what those are? Very delicious, by the way. He's selling churros, and I just go up to him, I'm like, you know, this is going to sound really weird, but can I tell you about Jesus? And he goes, oh my God, I just prayed that God would send somebody to tell me about him. And I'm like, if only we would listen, Amen. And what a lesson I learned that day. This guy, and I couldn't even get the words out of my mouth, and he's like, I just prayed that. I just said, God, if you're real, send somebody to tell me about you. And I was able to pray with him to receive Jesus. You know, he'll interrupt your days. He'll interrupt your plans. He'll interrupt your grocery shopping, ladies, men that shop too. He will interrupt. I know there's some out there. I didn't want to offend anybody. Anybody out there? He will interrupt your plans. He will interrupt what you've got going on. And you know what? He'll also give you creative ideas. Because the Bible promises us that everything our, our hand touches will prosper. And that doesn't mean what we've maybe heard that it meant before, but it does mean that whatever we do, God will give us favor. And he will make things work out, and he will twist things around for us, and he'll make it happen when it's about his people. Amen? I want to finish reading this um, the scripture, it's Luke 11, and I'm going to read just a little bit here. Luke 11. Verse 1. It says, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. 
And sometimes we skip over that and we really read really quick and we get to the part that we already know. But let's focus on that. So Jesus was praying. And I imagine his disciples were all around like, what is he doing? You know, they're watching him because it says as soon as he finished, he turned to them. So they were there. They were watching him. And they're watching Jesus pray. And they're like, man, I'd like to pray like that. And so afterwards, it says, after he was praying, when he finished, one of his disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. And so Jesus is praying. His disciples are watching. And then one of them's like, can you teach us to do that? <laughs> that, that was really cool. We watched that. Can you teach us? And, um, and he said to them, okay, well, when you pray, pray like this. Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we also forgive those who sin against us and lead us not into temptation. And many times we stop reading there and we use that and that is a great model for us to follow as we pray. But the very next verse is what I want to focus on today and he's still teaching about prayer, okay? He didn't stop, it's not a pause, it's a continuation of this lesson he's giving to his disciples and he says, then Jesus said to them, suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine is on a journey. He's come to me, and I have no food. I do that all the time. I don't know about you guys, but do you guys do that with your neighbors? I do it. Like, man, I got to bake something. I don't have any butter, and I am not going to the store in San Pedro Sula traffic at 5 p.m., and I'll just go borrow some butter at my neighbor's house. Do you guys do that stuff? Yeah? Okay, awesome. That's what this guy's doing. He's like, man, I have a friend visiting. I don't have food. I don't have time to bake the loaves. I'm going over to my friend's house, and I'm going to tell him he's got to lend me some, some loaves of bread, Okay. Uh, not very healthy for you non-gluten people, but there we go. And the one inside answers and says, don't bother me. The door's already locked. My kids and I are in bed. I'm not going to get up and give you anything. And Jesus says, I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of his friendship, because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So therefore I say to you, ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. I feel like that's what the Holy Spirit told me for you guys, that there's many people that started and they asked, and it hasn't been answered yet, and so you're like, well, never mind, I'm just going to go home. But Jesus was teaching about prayer, and he said, no, 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 you keep on. And it's not like Justin was saying, I, I, I love that. It's not like you're beating the door down. This is a buddy. I would do that to my friend. I'd be like, wake up, friend. Come give it to me. I mean, how do you annoy your, your friends? Or, or like my husband, he loves to sleep in. Anybody like to sleep in? But if you need something, I'll bother him. But it's out of love. It's not like I'm begging him to do something. It's like, come on, baby, get up. Come on. <laughs> we got stuff to do today. That's the picture I see here, okay, is a picture of a guy that's like, come on, man, I'm in bed, I got my PJs on, kids are asleep, I don't want to wake them up, amen, moms and dads, and the guy's like, uh-uh, I need the bread, I'm not making my own bread, <laughs> I need the bread, and he's bothering him until he does it, and that's the relationship we have with Father God. We can come to him and ask, and you know what, when it hasn't happened yet, we can keep asking. And that's not a disrespectful thing. That's a friendship thing. That's what I do with my husband who likes to sleep in. He's the night owl. I'm the morning bird, you know. But that's what I can say, hey, come on. Come on. And so I want to encourage you guys today. What is it that God has put in your heart? Is there a dream 
Is there maybe a new idea that God's put in your heart? Is there a person? Is there a family member? Is there a son or daughter? Is there a mom or dad? Is there somebody you work with? Is there somebody that you pass? Is there something that you see happen and you know it's not okay? Is there an area of your life you don't have freedom, that you don't have peace, that you don't have joy? It's not okay. Don't get complacent in that. Ask. Ask. That whole idea is how the Dream Center got started. It was just us making simple prayers and saying, God, if you're in this, will you do it? Will you show us how to do this? Will you show us how to take care of these kids? And you know what? Guys, it's been amazing to watch him do it, okay? Something that just started as like a side project has become everything. And now these kids that used to be on the streets you know, that had dropped out in the first grade. One of our kids, Elbin, if you've been there, you remember him. <laughs> he's a nut, but he's a lovable one. <laughs> he's crazy. And you know what? He is 12 years old. He dropped out in the first grade, and he's on the streets juggling limes. And through the program, he is back in the program. He just passed the second grade last year. Guy's a 12-year-old. He passed the second grade. He is back in school the teachers are like, I don't know what you guys are doing with him, but please keep doing it because they, they don't understand. And I'm like, that's Jesus. Jesus is doing something. And when you learn your value, when you learn your worth, guys, it's changing people's lives. And I want to encourage you, whatever God has put in your heart, you know, what maybe that might be to, to help missions or to help this, but you know what? I want to make it bigger because our God is so big. Whatever he has for you, whatever he's put inside of you, don't just be like, that's how it is. No, that's not how it is. We are Christ followers. We believe the God of the impossible, amen? The God that parted the Red Sea. The God that made an axe head float. The God that makes the dead rise, amen? Dead rise. Let that sit in for a second. That is who we serve. Hello, we're about to celebrate this, but the God that came as a baby in a mother's womb who was a virgin, that is the God we serve. And we need to stop being okay with normal, okay with status quo. It's time to ask God for the big stuff. You know what? In my heart, he is coming soon. I don't know about you guys. And I don't know what soon is. I don't know how long that is. But man, there's just something. He is coming soon. And it's time to ask him for big stuff. And I want to finish with a scripture that's my favorite. And anybody that's a missionary, I'm sure they know this one. But it says, ask of me and I will give the nations as your inheritance. That's what we're supposed to ask. Ask for people. Man, ask for this nation. Man, ask for Honduras. They need it. We need it. Ask for your country. Ask for this city, and I will give it to you as your inheritance. And you know what? God will send people, and he will do things, and he will put you in the right path, just like my story. And you don't have to be all super spiritual. Just ask, and God will do it. Man, I was on a shopping trip, and he interrupted my shopping trip and changed my life and someone else's life. Amen? Could you close your eyes as we're ending today? Would you do that with me? Would that be okay? Could you just quietly ask the Holy Spirit, just say, what dreams or what thing in my life that I don't have should I be reminded of?
Or what person have I once prayed for and I just, I've gotten complacent and I haven't prayed for them anymore? Or who do I not see as I live my normal everyday life in the city? Or what condition in my own heart have I just gotten complacent with? The lack of joy or a lack of peace or a lack of provision or a lack of freedom. Maybe I'm addicted in a certain area. Maybe it's a secret sin and I know it's there, but I don't have freedom. The Bible says to ask. Melissa, I don't know if you could just help with a little bit. This is kind of the, the idea that I have, but I want you to think about a few people in the Bible. Anna, when she came and she asked God for a son, she didn't have a son. The priest thought she was drunk as she asked. And sometimes that's what asking looks like. It's not like we're begging God, but it's like we're realizing that he can do it. And we're letting go of that thought of the, it's impossible. That's the struggle. It's believing and knowing that he does it. He wants to do it. He's our good father, and he gives gifts to us, and they're good gifts. And when we ask, he doesn't give us a bad gift. Guys, what are you believing for? What are you dreaming about? Maybe there's somebody God's put on your heart to invite to church. And you know what? Next week, Easter Sunday, what a perfect day to invite them. Maybe you've been praying for a prodigal son or a prodigal daughter. I don't know why I have that on my heart. Don't give up. Maybe God put a dream in your heart years ago. And after years of, just like Abraham, she's like, man, this is not happening. God says, don't give up today. Ask me. And maybe everything's fine in your own life. That's the perfect, perfect opportunity for you to start asking for other people. God, how could I believe you for somebody else's dream, for what somebody else has in their heart? God, help me dream big and see things big and then ask you for big, amazing things. Blind Bartimaeus, when he wanted something from God, man, he screamed. (laughs) He just got out there, didn't care what people thought about him. The Canaanite woman, when she asked Jesus for something, she might have gotten a little offended. She didn't get offended. She's like, no. I'll take the crumbs. (laughs) Sometimes we just got to ask. Wherever you are, could you just begin to ask God for something? Let the Holy Spirit be the one that tells you what it is. Maybe it's a dream. Maybe it's a person. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's freedom in a certain area. Maybe it's forgiveness. Maybe you've been holding on to anger and hatred with somebody, and God's just like, Ask me, I'll help you. I'll put my love in your heart so you can forgive that person. I believe God's just putting dreams back. Dream. Just begin to ask him, God, I ask you for this. It's big, it's impossible, but man, you're the God of the impossible. Just like Jairus, he wanted his daughter to be healed, and he's like, get out of my way, and he pushed and he interrupted Jesus. The woman with the issue of blood, she pressed in, and she's like, I'm getting my miracle today. And how many examples do we have of people that asked?
And the funny thing is, God always says yes. He always wants to bless his kids. He's a good dad. The problem is, he doesn't give it to us right when we think it should be given. What are your dreams for the future? God, we ask you for the precious fruit of the earth, for souls. We ask you to put us in the path of people that need you, interrupt our schedule, interrupt our days. If you're bold enough to pray that prayer that I copied many years ago, pray it. God, interrupt us. Send us to the people that are closest to eternity. Show us who needs you. Interrupt our day, interrupt our plans. Call us to missions. Call us to support missions. God, whatever you want to do, Holy Spirit, you move, you do it. It's not us. But we ask you, we're not going to be okay with how it's always been. Yeah, this is just the way it is. No. We ask you. You know, Jesus looked out among the people and he saw that they were like sheep without shepherd. And he said, ask therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send laborers to his harvest. Even Jesus himself said we have to ask. We thank you, Jesus. We ask you. Amen. Amen. I hope that you ask God for some big dreams. I hope your dreams scare you. They should. Amen? Because if they don't, they're not from God. Amen? He always asks us to do things that we can't do alone. He asks us to believe for things that seem impossible. What, Jericho? We can't do that. Yeah, we can because he's with us. Amen? So I just want to encourage you with that today, guys. It was awesome to be with you. I'll be outside answering any questions if you're more interested in that. I want to thank you so much. Uh, It's an honor to be here today. I just thank you guys so much. Thank you. All right, I love, uh, man, later on in that scripture that, that he says that us as fathers, I know as, as, with my kids, I would give them anything that they would ask for within my power, and I'm limited. <laughs> God's not limited. So anything you ask him, he'll give you. It's, it's just an incredible, incredible picture for me with kids to see that relationship and how he's with us and he gives us everything. Thank you so much, Kim, for bringing that word. It was awesome. Um, and I want to encourage you guys to dream big and listen. When you ask, listen to what he says. I know that your day was not ruined that day when you led that man to the Lord. That wasn't an inconvenience after that was over, and it probably brought you lots of joy. <laughs> and the cool thing that, that when he says that he'll give us all of our dreams and our desires, those dreams and desires are his dreams and desires because he knows that he will fulfill everything that we want. <laughs> so when we do line up with him, he gives us our dreams and desires because he, know, he, he created us. He knows what makes us really happy. So I love that. I love that. So before you leave, we, we want to uh, take an opportunity to, to take up a love offering. We as a church, you know, support your ministry. We want to give everyone here an opportunity. If you've got something you want to sow into Kim's ministry and, and uh, the Dream Center and, 
and uh, we just we love supporting you guys, and we feel like we're we're kind of stateside helping you guys as well. So um, we've got one basket over here. You guys are are welcome to use, and we're just going to take a moment to uh, to give her a love offering. And then we want to, after we're done with that, we're going to, Kim, if you don't mind, can we pray for you before you leave? Okay, we're going to bring her up and pray for you. We're praying church, so we pray a lot. So um, we'll give you an opportunity right now. We'll play some, some music and let you guys, if you want to give, we've got a basket over here by Melissa.